Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Seal Network. Our show is sponsored by Abel's and Hyman. We taste better. For those who I got started there for a second. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating at restaurants, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called The Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbos, for Yontaf. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great recipes and ideas each week. But I want to hear about your experiences too, so send me an email to me at naomi at nachamsegel.com. You can follow me on uh, all those platforms. What have you got? Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, our YouTube channel. You can watch us. This is going to be a great show, so make sure you watch us on the uh, Nachum Siegel Net channel on YouTube. So if you eat it, share it. Um, okay, so a little a little uh, talk from me this morning about uh, as season four continues. Um, I just want to speak about Abels and Hyman for a minute. For the last two years, Abels and Hyman has been at the sponsor of Table for Two, but uh, for 2014 and 2015. But this is the last show of the 2015 calendar year, and I want to thank uh, Seth Levitt um, for his undying support of Table for Two and the Nachum Siegel Network, bringing us their high-quality product and their continued friendship. Um, so, starting of 2016, our new sponsor, we can get a drumroll, ZK. We have a brand new sponsor to take, pick up where Abel's and Hyman left off from high quality to high quality is natural and kosher cheeses. So we've gone from Fleischicks to Milchicks. So we look forward to uh, hearing about all their exotic line of cheeses. And we're going to be having a live show in Gourmet Glatt next Friday, uh, live uh not quite New Year's Day. This week is New Year's Day. So January 8th, I believe, is the date. So make sure everyone comes down to the brand-new store in Woodmere, okay? Not the Cedarhurst store. We're doing it in the Woodmere store. So please come down. We're going to have guests uh, Janie Chasanoff from Bordeaux, the pastry chef at Bordeaux, um, and um, Jay Booksbaum, Bridget Mizrahi, owner of uh, Natural and Kosher Cheeses, Albert Bijou from... Um, the coffee bar, so it's going to be a really great lineup, and we're going to have lots of giveaways as well. So make sure you come down to the Woodmere store. If you can't make it down because you just live out of town, then you can watch us on NachumSiegel.com. We have a very exciting show uh, lined up for us today. Um, I'm I'm like beyond words because in the studio today, right sitting right next to me, is the one and only the great chef Susie Fishbein. I have Jeff Braverman uh, from the Jersey Y camps from Nesher. Um, and I have, I don't know, um, Moishi, Moishi Deutsch and Shlomi Benjamin. I got it right. Woo! Uh, in the studio, they're from Alfschnitz Meats. So we're going to be talking about them and all their, look at the, look at all the goodies we have on the show. So we're going to be, um, bogging into some of that in a little bit. So I just would like to, um, welcome Susie and Jeff, uh, to the show today. So, uh, Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hey. Hello. It's nice. I've had Susie on at least tw- twice before, but now she's in the studio. So. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's great. Our, our iconic Nachum Siegel Network. You see all the pictures in the background. Um, you know, you see all Nachum's history of, you know, being here in the studio. I love having people in and talking face-to-face. So, Susie, what have you been up to? <laughs> I have been a, a busy woman. A busy um, woman. Working. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I am working on the finale of the Kosher by Design cookbook series. Kosher by Design brings it home. Oh, I like that title. Inspired by my travels. It's the double entendre of bringing home the series, a series that has been just a blockbuster. Uh, started out at the right time, I think finishing at the right time. And it's inspired by my travels, my travels in this country, my travels in Europe. Um, I do a lot of teaching outside of this country where really my eyes have been opened to a whole other way of cooking, other spice palettes, way of introducing flavors, and kind of bringing that back to our American audience. I think that's fantastic because we're so used to, like, garlic powder and paprika. Right. So, like... And I, you can really... The, the spice world is your is your passport, you know, to a culinary world. And it's just so easy now, especially Peric has such great spices, that, and really anything, you know, is available through them, um, 
Ras al Hanud and Z- all the Zatars, which now people have definitely embraced. Ra- and, love Zatar. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the more interesting spice blends. So, um, yeah, I think people are going to really love this one. Oh my gosh. Well, we all, we love all of them. Um, Actually, there's something in this book that I think you're really going to love. Okay. Khachapuri. Kachapuri. Uh-huh. Oh, because so, you know I love the Georgian I, food. Yes, yes. Oh, so there's God. a recipe for, for my spin on it. Uh, with a, It's filled with shakshuka, so it's like all things oh. that I know uh, you're a fan of. Oh, I'm a fan. <laughs> I love Marani. She's a guest on the show at least twice. Have, oh. you, been, have you eaten it? I have. Oh, I, have. I went just for that. I just I went downstairs for that quick little... Uh, yeah, yeah. And did she make it in front of you? Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's excellent. Fun. There's a place in Machane Yehuda. Yes. Also that does it. Yeah. Well, that was where I was introduced to it. One of the other things that I'm up to is I lead an annual foodie tour of Israel going again this February. Oh, fantastic. Which is fantastic where it's all things food about Israel. We meet like the most amazing rock star chefs of Israel. We work with Mayor Adoni <gasps> and Michael Katz. I know just like my favorite, favorite guys there. They're awesome. Uh, I want to go. Um, How do we hear about this? I actually didn't know you did this right away when you said go on your food tour. I thought it was with the one that you go in the summer. I work for Naomi Catering in the summer. I work for them in Europe, but this is Israel. And it's it's just incredible, amazing access to like the top restaurants, the top chefs, cooking classes. We stay at the Bereshit Spa. We stay, I mean, we stay at amazing places. It's it's really a dream for anyone that loves food and loves Israel, which I think is probably most of your listeners. Yeah, hello. Uh, it's like it's the ultimate, and it's not too late to sign up. Actually, okay, there's so still some spots left. Up? They can go to the Susie Fishbein's fan page. To, to see, you know, the initial information and then sign up for the itinerary and get more information. They can shoot me an email um, through Facebook. Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's really an amazing oh trip. Oh, my gosh. Does your husband get to go with you? So, actually, this year I am bringing my 21-year-old with me, my daughter Kate, who just graduated from college, so as an early uh, gift, she's... Oh, that's so yeah. nice. Yeah, it should be really fun. Good for her. And there are so many different types of people that come on this trip. Some years... Uh, Women bring husbands. Last year, a group of uh, two sisters, a sister-in-law and a mom came. Girlfriends come. People who have kids in Israel for the year that just want one more excuse to come see them. So it's really... Yeah, that that would be me. I've got one there this year. (laughs) It's, It's a great trip. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, that's definitely – I love that you're always busy. You, you know, you, you didn't write a book, the the amazing – I love the book, The um, Cooking Coach, because it really gave the foundations of cooking and being a cooking instructor myself. I was learning stuff to teach more people. So mm. it's a resource for you know, someone you. I love that already, book. You know, if you don't have Cooking Coach, please get it for yourself. It is such a resource and, and the depth of knowledge that Susie has – that she shares in her writing and her photography. You're getting the breakdowns of meats, how to make the soups. What every cut of kosher meat looks like, how to handle it. Yeah, I mean, it's really like a small cooking class before each section to kind of inform you on what that section is about, to kind of free you from actual recipes, to kind of give you more technique and intuitiveness right. to make you a better cook. And this was the eighth in the Kosher by Design series. Yep, and number nine is coming out. Way. And the first one, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, you know, your first cookbook, you started off uh, as a just working for your kids' school. Yeah. How amazing. The uh, kosher palette mm-hmm. went through the roof. Yeah. And then you, how did you get into, for the people that are listening, I have a lot of young listeners. They might not know your story from the beginning. How did you get the first Kosher by Design going? So it was uh, right at the time. I know you've been asked this a lot. <laughs> but but I, I, like, I, I'm going to get questions from my young audience. How did Susie get the beginning? It was really just right at the time that kosher food was starting to really explode. Well, I you caused it. What I people feel know now. You, cooked to, you started the explosion. It's my fault. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> I'll take your responsibility. Fault <laughs> <laughs> you, you opened my eyes and I was only married a couple of years. And so it was even before that it was like Food Network, you know, even stuff on the internet. There was really nothing. Um, there was no such thing as a blog. Martha Stewart, Ina Garten, they were like the only two people out there, and they were doing some really beautiful quality books, but nothing for the kosher consumer. So Art Scroll, who are you know the king of all, all you know, all things learned and educational, um, they had always wanted to do a cookbook, and I just you know so I got a, a great interview set up, um, and just you know they took a chance on me, I took a chance on them, I guess, and. Success leads to success, and we just we kept going. There were, had never been a day that I was not writing a book. Did a book, released it, started the next book. I hear it's so. addictive. <laughs> I've got friends that have written one or two books, and they're like, when as soon as they finish one, they got to start on that third. It's they just fun. like a drug. It's fun, the especially you know if one kind of leads into the next. Okay, so, so I have a bunch of questions for you. Do you yes. have a favorite cookbook? 
from of your mine, theory, of your theory. You know what? Each one represents such a specific time and place in my life. It's like asking someone which is their favorite child of their children. Each one represents something so special to you in a different way. So there's definitely not an answer to that. Okay. Yeah. Good. I, I well, I, I had a feeling you might say that because <laughs> each one becomes like a member of the family. Okay. Um, from your books, if you were, um, you know, all the young colors that are coming out, you know, I've got a 21-year-old and you've got a 21, all their friends are getting married. What book would you recommend for a novice cook? You know, that's really kind of a tough one because when you say novice, there are people that are really novice that, you know, people of that age that start with the kids in the kitchen book because they're so intimidated to start with anything right. other than that. I would say the teens and 20-something is a great place for that's that. That's one of my favorites. Not a lot of equipment, and it's not dumb food. It's really not. It's really respectful food of that age group. Right. Healthful, fun, you know, easy stuff that doesn't require a lot of space or equipment. Um, so... Short on time is a good one. Right. Cooking coach certainly for the education. Right. You know, learn more, be but able to do more. Kind of like building it up. You can start right. off with kids in the kitchen, then the teens, and you know. And for people who are looking to throw parties in their home, their entertains book. I mean, each one really represents right. something. So I love the entertains book. I was always good at cooking, but I never was good at making it look pretty until I saw the tablescapes that you and your team had done, which is like mind blowing. Your photography in all the books. John, is John Moore is a master. You're still working with him. Yeah. And every book. In this new coming upcoming book, it's mm-hmm. got a photo. Every single one, yeah. Because in the first series, it wasn't so popular to put a picture with everything. And so and expensive. As- and it's really something that Art Scroll understands and values and is willing to put the money towards, which is really nice. Right. I, Most I, publishers do not do that. Yeah, I really appreciate as a cookbook addict, junkie. And my, I just was cleaning up my basement. I'm painting and scraping my floors this week. So it's like a little <laughs> hectic in my house. And I, I had to like take things out of my kitchen and I'm like, bring it to the basement. And I put, had all my cookbooks in one spot and there's like the whole series of Susie Fishbein and Otto Lenke. I love his books too. Uh, Jamie Gellers and, and all the new ones that have come out. I've got them all. I'm like, oh my God, I have a lot of books. I can <laughs> open a bookstore. And some are really old and some of them from my, from my mum's. Like I have some of my mum's cookbooks from Noreen Gillette and uh-huh. some I bought from her from years and years. Um, Have you ever visited Kitchen Arts and Letters? No. What is that? Such a fun place for someone who loves cookbooks. Nach Waxman, this amazing, brilliant entrepreneur man who owns this store and just can tell you everything about every cookbook. Um, On the east side. I think maybe around the 70s and Lex. Straight up the FDR drive. Fun afternoon. Okay. I'm going to do that. Definitely. So how long does it take to write a book? Uh, It takes me about two years. From recipe testing, photography, editing? The whole thing, yeah. Wow. Yeah. A lot of work. Yeah. People don't realize. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I've said this before on the radio. I hate when people take a photo of the recipe and post it on the internet. That like kills me because I, I, I haven't written a book, but I, I know so many people who have and it's like taking away from the author. So please don't do well. that. <laughs> Public service announcement for all my cookbook friends. Thank you. <laughs> the authors, you know. Thank you. Although it's nice to be buzzed about and then it's people nice kind of say, buzzed. well, I like that. Maybe I'll, I'll buy the book. say where it's from. If you're right. going to do it, please share. This is from Susie Fish binds, kosher by designs, um, you know, entertain. I have to say it does serve me well, though, because when I'm in the supermarket and I forget what ingredients I need, I can Google it in almost every recipe. <laughs> I know. Comes up. So. <laughs> I was actually trying to make a Yemenite soup, and I Googled Yemenite soup, and there came yours. I'm like, oh, Mine God, is I'm, great. I know. I'm an idiot because I have yours in the basement, and I've actually, in the, in the not in the basement. That's the my husband's favorite recipe from Cooking Coach is that Yemenite I beef soup. I love that. I make it all the time. In fact, I was asked to teach a, a young gentleman uh he was like 12 um some cooking classes in his home and i thought he loves meat so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make a meat soup so we made you know we got him your book and and we made your soup recipe so it was it's definitely this especially now in winter we you know want to have it was nice last week but it's a bit chilly already now and raining especially this week so speaking of young gentlemen actually that leads us into something that i'm so excited about uh, that I'm working on. Okay, this is our latest project. <laughs> okay, yeah, yep, yep. That was. I have. I've got one more question, but I'm going to ask you that at the end. Okay. Because I'm very excited. I like to know how many books <laughs> you've sold. <laughs> so the series has sold over 480,000 copies, which ah. is is really really huge. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I had to ask that before we. Yeah. Okay. Great. That that's our. That's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we're Muzzle really top. proud of that really? number. Like, Thank you. And it's going to go up now. Thank you. Yeah. At least another 20,000 yeah. at least. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, You'll break that 500,000. That would be pretty incredible. Oh, wow. I've like tears away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
remember getting the first book, so, you know, way back when. Actually, I've had two kosher, um, yeah, the first book, Kosher by kosher Design, by design. the mm-hmm. first one with a greenish. Yes. I've had to go through two of them because they've fallen really? apart. Yeah. A couple of months ago on my Facebook, on the fan page, um, I said, I asked people to send in their, their, their most used and loved cookbook and the filthiest, most disgusting loved one f- filled with food got a replacement. And you should have seen some of the pictures that came it's so in. It's funny. I missed that one. <laughs> it was really funny. Okay, but I have some clean ones now. Okay, so we've got some exciting projects coming up. Let's hear about what Susie is up to. And at the same time, we will, when you start, I'm going to segue Jeff into this conversation. So actually, this is a, a partnership with... Uh, Jeff's actually really enjoying learning about his friend Susie. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm learning all this stuff. I'm you telling you, and I thought I knew. And you've been friends for a long time. Susie and Jeff are long time friends. I knew Susie has this hobby, like doing cooking and a cookbook thing. <laughs> yeah, she's been to my house for tastings. In fact, I'm a thinking little Yemenite beef soup might have been something I, you I have, have I have sampled. been, I have been, and, and, so. and you know, out of those 480,000 sold, <laughs> I absolutely probably contributed to none with my, with my tasting because, uh, that, that was fun. Yeah, that was actually those are a always lot of fun, fun nights. And I appreciated being in your acknowledgements. That was like one of the highlights of my life. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually in one of Susie's books, and I still use it. I've got a long list of credentials now, and I still tell people, I'm in Susie Fishbine's Kosher by Design right. Entertains book. It's the last recipe on the fish page. Be better fish. Leads my resume. Leads my resume. You yes. should autograph them. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so what are we talking about together here? I have them both in the studio together. Jeff, you want to lead? lead? Um, Silence. Yeah, sure. I will yeah go so for I'm, it, I'm, Jeff. I'm, I am uh, here actually not not just representing really myself, um, you know, Camp Nesher, but Esther Katz, my colleague, who is the director of Camp Shoshanim. We are both camps, uh, part of the New Jersey Y Camp family. Um, and it's been around for a very long time. The New Jersey Y Camps uh, were, were motor into 100 years. So, That's yeah. unbelievable. But uh, Camp, 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 Nesher, Camp Nesher, we're now in our 21st year. And Camp Shoshanim, I'm trying to actually remember. Six, I can't seven believe years at least. Time goes by. It may, may even be seven or eight years. Seven or eight, Esther, right. please don't kill me for not remembering <laughs> that. But uh, Esther actually started out working working with me um, at, at Nesher. And then uh, New Jersey Y Camps uh, went from uh, the co-ed camp that we are uh, to opening a, an all-girls camp, which Esther became the uh, founding director of Shoshanim. So um, I'm here representing both uh, as part of New Jersey Y Camps and very, very excited. We've announced uh, the Susie Fishbein and Friends Culinary Institute, um, which uh, Susie in leading. And actually, we have one, uh, Naomi Nachman, who uh, – is uh, one of our lead experts who is joining us, going to be joining us for a week uh, of teaching and um, really just taking uh, the whole culinary boom to the next level for uh, for our demographic, for our kids, for our campers. So uh, very excited to be able to talk about that. Today. How different is your cooking culinary camp compared to other camps where where one it's offers a culinary arts program out in of other the stratosphere. Camps. So, so let's talk in about other camps. Right there are that. like there's like cooking chugs where kids come in and they make a batch of brownies or blondies or cupcakes or something that can be quickly done, baked and eaten. And the kids do really enjoy that. Absolutely, they love to make and their food and eat and they it. like to eat it. And this has almost no relationship to that yeah. kind of a, a chug. Okay, this is truly a culinary boot camp, a culinary institute. First of all, it's being built from the bottom up. It is a state of the art. I mean, it is the most exciting thing. Talking to a generation of kids who grew up on food, who grew up on the cooking channel, who grew up right. seeing kosher restaurants that are of the, the greatest of qualities. And kids who want to do this for a living. I mean, in our generation, very few people said, I want to grow up and be a chef or own a restaurant. Right, no one. All, I get emails all the time, Facebook questions all the time from kids who want to do this for a living. So we're building a culinary center from the ground up. Beautiful, state-of-the-art, all stainless steel, a teaching center with the overhead mirrors, <gasps> fully equipped, every piece of equipment that you, know, that you could want for teaching. Um, so it's really being treated professionally. It will, it will look professional. And the whole point of it is not for kids to come in to bang out food that then they can eat. It's not a matter of can we make a 1,000 wontons so that we can eat them with our friends. It's to come in and actually learn how to cook, to learn techniques, to learn – how to roast vegetables. So they might end up making cauliflower popcorn because that's a kid-friendly and easy one, but they'll be learning the techniques of how to roast vegetables so then they could go home and make 300 different recipes because once right. you know the technique of how to roast Absolutely. vegetables, you can spice them up a million different ways, but you know the technique, you can then apply it to, you know, to you know, 
lots of other lots of other things. So it's it is so you know kids enjoy what they make, but it's really to teach them skills and basics, um, proper way to cut, proper way to hold a knife, proper way to set up your station. And then to make really fun food. How does yeast behave? Well, once you know how yeast behaves, you can learn how to make babka and hot pretzel challah and regular challah and pizza dough. Um, and just like some fun stuff that then they can go home and show off to their friends. How to make uh, pasta dough from scratch and then oh, how to make ravioli from that fantastic. and maybe how to make your own sushi. Like that's a fun social thing. When your friends come over, you don't always just want to make chocolate chip cookies. If you're really into cooking, you really want to cook and you want to cook with your friends and cook for your family. And it's a great skill. Whether you end up doing it professionally, I mean, there's going to be kids who knows what they're going to do with it, but it's a skill that they'll have forever. Um, and I think that just by the seriousness of how this is being designed, they will take this program very seriously. What an amazing... It's an unbelievable un- opportunity for these kids. I don't know who funds all this because I know how camps work because I worked... But it's a gift from God. It, it, it really <laughs> is like incredible. Like, so lucky. And, yeah, and so, yeah, this is this is something that, uh, as I'm sure with, you know, with many, with many great ideas, did not start out as this idea and somehow over many different conversations and permutations and computations and meeting up at camp and driving up and looking at, you know, what could possibly be and uh, really to where this has gotten to and where it's going, it the sky is the limit. Um, I, I really believe we're, we're building, as, as Susie uh, alluded to, we're building this facility from scratch really uh, to Susie's specifications, working with... Uh, with an amazing architect, a very uh-huh, unique, real. unbelievable Mind guy. Mind share. Uh, right. we, yeah, we, we can. Uh, you can share anything. Yeah, go He ahead. is the coolest guy. First of all, he is 101 years old. He is sharper than any right. of us in this room. I thought you were being sarcastic He's when you no. told me. awesome. No, his name is Gil, Gilbert, Gil, Gil Seltzer. Gilbert Seltzer. He's I want to come to unbelievable. It's uh, incredible. He's uh, very unique. So, just the the no ideas. pun intended the flavor that all of this is taking <laughs> on and the input of this gentleman and and just uh, you know really people with this expertise people of with camp expertise uh, cooking food expertise, expertise food expertise yeah. you know the- uh, it's it's really something and what we're doing is we're creating this uh, this state of the art facility in such a way that um, you know it, it's almost um, Kind of uh, midway, it's it's accessible for Camp Shoshanim, the girl, uh, you know, yeah, our so girls' camp, which is across, is who, which how is does across. One get to this camp, right? So Camp Shoshanim is, uh, uh, it's a uh, that's a it's a girls' camp. Um, uh, it's our basically, I guess, our sister camp. We're a, a co-ed uh, uh, Orthodox camp, uh, part of the New Jersey Y Camp system. We're Camp Nesher and, uh, and Camp Shoshanim, so it's accessible so that both camps campers can get to it. So Shoshanim very is a girls-only camp. Yes. yes. Camp Shoshanim's girls only um, at uh, campshoshanim.org. You can check that out. Okay, a lot um, of a lot of girls from Long Island going yeah, to Jersey. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's a really an unbelievable place with unbelievable program. We do not, um, you know, this camp uh, was opened really. Camp Shoshanim was opened to answer a need for girls who really craved amazing program in their camp, amazing sports, arts, really, um, you know, sparing nothing to get in there and, and give a, an amazing camp program experience um, within the context of traditional camp, but now traditional camp is becoming a new thing. This whole specialty concept, the concept of coming to camp and specializing in an area. That's become very popular. So we we have this facility that's going to serve the campers of Camp Nasher and the campers of Camp Shoshanim. We will have, um, you know... uh, just to you know, for your listeners, for their uh, for their edification, so, so that they understand, we will have certain classes that are for the girls only, and then we have uh, classes from a Camp Nesher side, which um, you know the boys will be participating in. So the Camp Nesher girls will be coming and, and being a part of their exclusive with uh, their program group. with mm-hmm. with with their program, and Camp Nesher will be coming in during their hours during their time. And, and really, boys are into it. You yeah. already have boys signed right, up right. from Nesher. So that is so the, the, amazing. So you you need to be a camper at either right. Camp Shoshanim so, or Camp Nesher. And if you're interested in hearing more about the camp in general outside of the fabulous culinary program, you can <laughs> make it the appointment. Website, call us. Call right. Jeff. Yeah, call uh, campnesher.org, campshoshanim.org. We're there. But uh, really, specifically talking about this right now, you know, Susie immediately from minute one, this was not about baking brownies. Uh, oh, no this way. Was that about, uh, this, this was not about. This was not. This was about. This was about. I wasn't giving that up. <laughs> this was about. This was about. <laughs> This was about taking kids and, and, and giving them hours of, of 
of an education that they have never been able to receive at this level, all within the, the context of coming to summer camp. Right. So Which you can spend X right. amount of time. You can sign up for, you know, however many courses you want, a three-day course, six days. You can oh, really? sign up with Susie Fishbein. You can sign up with Naomi Nachman. You can sign up. We have a, another Let, fantastic Paula Scheuer can we talk has joined about us. Others. Paula, the kosher mm-hmm. baker. Can we uh, talk about the others? Well, the, With Susie Fishbein and friends. Yeah, so, so one friend is me, you know, <laughs> Naomi Nachman. We have Paula. And we're, we're Paula talking, Scheuer yeah, we're, is um, a, an extraordinary baker. She has three cookbooks out. She's a Big friend of Table for Two. And I we just, wanted to give people the opportunity, kids the opportunity to learn baking from an expert. And she is trained in Paris. In, in at, patisserie. At, and in, in patisserie. In history. In pa- everything. Mm-hmm. She's a wealth of knowledge. I, I, I'm always in awe when I'm with her. Unfortunately, she was sitting shiver recently, and I paid her a shiver call. And, and she just... Her depth of knowledge and understanding of just life. And that was really, amazing. those were really it. some of the things that we thought about and who we wanted as staff. Uh-huh. If you we're aware we have potentially some, uh, an we exciting, in the exciting one or two other Which folks. Which we will announce as, as it comes. And <laughs> as you get these names, I will be announcing them yeah, on Table terrific. for Two. So make sure you tune in every week to hear the exciting news of who's going to be joining the Susie Fishbein and Friends Culinary Institute. Yes. The official name? It's culinary or culinary, I guess, depending <laughs> on who you ask. But yeah, we've, tomato, we've heard, tomato, whatever. Margarine, margarine. <laughs> yeah, we, we mix it all up. That's what makes us all so exciting. We're going to be making Vegemite sandwiches. No, yeah. yeah, maybe that. Maybe, you know what? Kids with an open-minded palate, you take toast and That's a lot true. of butter and Vegemite. There ain't nothing like it. I'm bringing it to camp. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I put my fist down at uh, at Vegemite. Nah, I, I don't know that. Nah. You have to learn how to. <laughs> Hugh Jackman showed on Oprah how to eat it properly. Toast with a lot of butter. It's all about the butter. It's all about the butter. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're all about the butter. No margarine ever, but butter. Bring it, you know. So this is this is really this is not just going for a 45 minute period. This is dedicating. Uh, a, a certain, a substantial amount of your time. You're signing up, whether it's, um, you know, Susie, for Susie in particular, three days, um, six periods a day, three days in a row. That's 18, 18 periods. 18 hours of instruction. Uh, 18 There's a 18 lot periods of instruction where you are, you're dedicating your day to this. This is what you're going to be doing. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a shift in mindset for some kids. Yes, I want to come learn. I, I want to come learn, wow, but I, I can really dedicate myself now. I can take out of my time in camp, whether I'm there for a month, whether I'm there for one of the short stays, whether I'm there for the whole summer, I can take a certain amount, and if I like it, I can come back for more, and you are just going to learn a ton. I love this because I know as a culinary teacher, I started a culinary camp in Camp Dina many years ago. I, I'm, I'm long gone already out of there, um, and kids just love to bake. I get calls from parents. Like, or not the right in Camp Dina, just people out on the street will email me. Um, and especially now with CKCA closing its culinary programs, professional series where kids went to cooking camp in the summer. They can't do that now. So this is a. Yes, they can. <laughs> now, now we have this opportunity to open our door. One it's door closed and another door opened. Right. You know, it's absolutely it's such a fabulous thing to do. And everyone is so excited about it. We food. are so excited and about it. It's fantastic. I'm very excited to be part of it and look forward to like meetings and all the program and curriculums. And it's hardcore food. We're not, we're not talking brownies, people. Right. We're not talking brownies. We're talking pasta making, ravioli making, sushi making. This is really. Naomi, do you know where New Jersey is? Can you, uh, can you, you can... <laughs> I think there's a bridge and a toll. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, you know. we, you know, we invite you out there to be part of some of this planet. Long but New Jersey, is, New Jersey is, New Jersey is a state that's next to New York. Yeah. And, yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm from Australia. So like I'm a bit more geogra- geographically aware of, yeah. But I, we'll come out to New Jersey. We'll okay. come out to New Jersey. Jersey girl. Jersey. I'll be a Jersey girl for the summer. Great. I was a, Actually, you'll be a Pennsylvania girl. We're, the camp is located up in Lakewood, oh, that, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's kind of how the Jets are like a New York team and playing New Jersey. So you're in New Jersey camp and you go in to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Where our office is, Was that is, a good yeah. analogy yes. like for out-of-town girls? Because you're the host of the show, I'm going to say that was a great, <laughs> enough, Brilliant. A great analogy. Yeah, right. I'm going like, to take that I'm one not, and quote you. I'm not from here. <laughs> and I know that the New Jersey team's playing, New York team's playing New Jersey. So, gotcha. yeah. Okay, cool. So we're very excited to hear a lot more coming up. And Absolutely. Please, any any PSA that we can share with our you know um, our listeners because I think 
it's such a fabulous program and people are going to be really excited about this. So yeah. can make it official. Is there a web, the website? Can we? So the website's a, really the, the website? best, the best, the best thing to do, um, uh, is you can go to either campshoshanim.org. Uh, if you are, uh, you know, if you are a family, if you're, you're looking to send your girls to a, a camp that is exclusively for girls, campshoshanim.org, unbelievable place, uh, under the directorship of Esther Katz. Um, uh, equally, uh, a terrific place, Camp Nesher for boys and girls, uh, campnesher.org. We're all, uh, we're all part of the New Jersey Y Camp family, which is an extended, does amazing work for the Jewish community at large. That's not for the, over a hundred years. Well, yeah. close to a hundred years, but it's, awesome. uh, it's been, uh, it, it's, it's really just an unbelievable institution, which you can go to their main webpage and learn more about them if you want for our purposes now to, to see more uh, and find out more about uh, the, the Culinary Institute, go to either Camp Shoshanim, uh, Camp Nesher. You can reach us there. See, there's phone numbers there. You can call us. Um, and we're, you know, really we'll go over that. We'll talk about camp. But you do need to be a camper at Camp Nesher or okay, Camp Okay, I think that's really important yeah, to it, this is not a This that. is not a program where we you just come and just go. We can just come for camp. Yeah, for you, the cooking camp. Right. You're coming right. to Nesher or yeah. Shoshanim, your choice. Right. And you're having, you're having an amazing a overall camp experience. Right. Could is, you just give it a little bit about the rest of the camp? Well, the, the, camp, the camps in general, we do have that. We still have the flavor of traditional camping. We have uh, unbelievable sports. Sports. Give us some, yeah, um, more than just regular sports. Well, we have, we have, we have, uh, we have some, you know, very exciting, uh, you know, if you want to go into the, the specialty realm, yeah, you know, just we have quick. Tamir, Tamir Goodman, uh, is, is actually our resident, uh, basketball. He's uh, a expert, famous. You know, so, He's a famous basketball guy. Okay, I only have yeah. daughters. Okay, we only have daughters. <laughs> My girls are enough. So, so to, here's uh, here's here's him. a news flash. And even for people with daughters, love to play basketball and sports and all kinds of cool yeah. stuff. Some more with than balls. others. <laughs> with, with 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 basketballs and, and footballs sticks. and hockey <laughs> sticks. My girls are not some more than others. <laughs> girly girls. That's, yeah, girly that's girls. actually one of the reasons Camp Shoshanim was was you know was was started to to give girls from our community this option of being in a single-sex camp, being in a girls' camp, and yet not compromising. Uh, that, that's what I that. love about and, and they, they're involved in tournaments, and, uh, and they have great, uh, you know, inter, inter, intramurals, intercamps, and then great instruction. You know, we have guests who come through camp uh, teaching and uh, instructing, and kids get to learn. And in the same, really, it's taking that and moving it into this, this culinary world. Right. Um, so, so really consistent with Shoshanim and Nesher, what we've done until now. And how's the food in the kitchen? Come on, let's, let's face it, camp's all about the food. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time eating at the culinary institute. Okay, everybody needs no to walk into my room and like. I'm going to have to. Lunch. I'm going to have to just come over and uh, check it out and make sure everything's okay. Make sure I'm okay. doing a good job. Call it quality control sampling. <laughs> yes, I will. I will do that, and uh, you know, absolutely, I'll, I'll walk over munching on my Aufschnitts uh, beef jerky, as, which it's I'm looking, up. which I'm looking at longingly over the there, and, uh, and I'll come on over. Actually, I can't walk over because it's actually going. I'll have to eat the Aufschnitts on my way out because this is going to be more. Of a dairy it's part of uh, direction. No meat. No meat. So, you, know, oh, okay. you have to Good. plan. You have to. You know, milchix is what you eat while you're waiting for flashix. That's generally been my uh, my, my oh mode my of thinking. Oh my god, I so, love that line. Well, to quote properly, you know, B'shem Omro, Roy Angstreich, the executive director of uh, of Kobe Mendel Foundation. Okay, I as I was read... meeting him, he, he says, "Milchix, milchix is what you eat when you're waiting for flashix." <laughs> so, so that that's me. So, guys, I'm going to have to eat that your stuff your on the logo. way out of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just read Sherry Mendel's book. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Like, I was like, it's been a whole That's another whole parsha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice, very nice. Yeah, well, stuff. I'd like to thank both of you for coming. I know Susie has a very busy day. <laughs> Great to be here. Um, thank you. And we're gonna. I, I said to Susie, I know you're gonna be super busy as you go into book season, but if we can steal some time back and get Susie in with the book, and we'll be try great. to do a giveaway for our audience. Um, I just want to mention our giveaway winner. I did not um, mention the. We had Lavana Kirschenbaum here last week. I listened to that interview. Yeah. She's so much fun. She is a riot. Um, we had a great time. Of course, we ate our way through that show. Lots of cookies, right, DK? So um, the winner of Lavana's cookbook was um, Hani Solzer. I don't know how to say your name properly, so I apologize. Hani Solzer probably sounds worse with my accent. Um, <laughs> but you are the winner of Lavana's cookbook. So uh, round of applause. Or we can do a round of applause, DK? Yeah, we give you a round of applause. There you go, honey. I'm going to get that book out to you. Uh, send me an email and we'll make arrangements. Okay. So, Susie, thank you thank so you much for, having for coming us. in. 
Thank you very much for coming in, Jeff. Thanks You're so welcome much for to stick around. Naomi, we are very, you know, we haven't spent enough time saying how excited we are to oh, have you on board. I'm very, I'm Susie, very excited. Susie really is the person who has, is putting together, you know, who our, who our lineup is. And, uh, she was so excited to get you on board. And now, you know, representing us at New Jersey Y at Nesher and Shoshanim, we are really excited. When to Susie have you. called me, I was like, ready to plat. <laughs> <laughs> Susie Fishbein calls you to join her in a cooking program. And Susie and I are both teachers. We both started our careers off as teachers. And now we get to teach out of the classroom into the that culinary world. especially well suited for this. So, and I love camp. I like to say that I'm 45 and I'm still going to camp. So <laughs> it's the inner child that I'm like Peter Pan, you know. So, okay, great. So I'm going to switch you great. guys. You guys, okay. you're welcome to stay for our second interview. Thank you. Because we've got some good stuff coming good up. Stuff. <laughs> and I'm going to ask the Alf, Alfschnitz guys to come on up. Um, welcome to the studio. We are going to have our What's for Dinner segment sponsored by our friends at Gourmet Glatt. Um, okay, I'm just looking for my recipe. Okay, I'm calling it the Travelling Turkey Meatballs because when we go away for winter break, which is coming up in like two and a bit weeks, we always, you know, sometimes we stay in hotels, sometimes we rent villas, sometimes, you know, you stay at your family's house, you just go mooch off a relative. I do that all the time. I always like to bring food, either some food with me to relatives or some food with me to a hotel or even when I've traveled overseas or on planes, I've taken meatballs and spaghetti with me. Um, so I just want to give you my t- traveling turkey meatball recipe because it's freeze as well, it stays frozen. I've even taken it all the way to Israel with a stopover Um so it just, and it stayed frozen very well. Just make sure everything goes into the deep freezer. You wrap it in foil, then in a Ziploc bag. Then you put it in one of those like eight hour freezer bags and then put it in your suitcase. I know it sounds like a bit of work, but you know how much money you're going to save by not having to go out to eat every night. And sometimes you go to places where you have no kosher food. So, um, so it's, um, two pounds of ground turkey and you mix it with two eggs, three tablespoons of ketchup, a teaspoon of garlic powder and a teaspoon of onion powder, and a half a teaspoon of oregano, or as you guys like to say, oregano, and some salt, and you make the meatball mixture. Now, um, when I said panko crumbs, just remember, I've said it before, panko crumbs make your meatballs light and fluffy. Then you put it in your sauce, which is a 16-ounce can of tomato sauce and a cup of water, and sorry, it's a 32-ounce can of tomato sauce, because I like a lot of sauce, um, and then a, uh, two cups of water, and three quarters of a cup of sugar, and quarter of a cup of brown sugar and two, I like it a little bit sour, so I put a little bit of fresh lemons, never bottled lemon juice, a little squirt of ketchup, make the sauce, put the meatballs in there, cook them for two hours on low. You have delicious meatballs. Make sure they cool before you put them in your quart containers and then put them in the freezer. So that's a really great, um, you know, traveling recipes for uh, upcoming winter break or if you're going anywhere, anytime. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We are also heard in Arut Sheva English Radio. All right, we have a very busy show today. We just had Susie Fishbein and Jeff Braverman from um, the Jersey Y Camp Nesher and Shoshanim. Um, and Susie Fishbein, author of the um, Kosher by Design series. And Susie is going to be joining Jeff at the Susie Fishbein Culinary Institute inside at Shoshanim and, and Nesha. That's really exciting because they invited me to join them as well. I'm going to be doing a week with Susie. Um, so make sure you sign up if you want to learn how to cook and send your kids how to cook. Um, in the studio right now, I'm very excited to have these guests. I met them at Kosher Fest. Um, was that like two months ago? Two. Yeah. Wait, it's the end of December and it was in November. So like six weeks ago. Wow, it's flying by so far. <laughs> it's crazy. So right on my immediate, this is my left. So I have um, Shlomi. Did I get it right? Yes, you got it right. And Moishi Deutsch. You, they're brothers-in-law. Yes. Okay. So they came all the way from Baltimore to be on the show. How cool is that? So um, I'm always looking for really cool products. I hear my voice is a little croaky. Am I okay? <laughs> Does everybody understand me today? I had a really bad cold last week. And I, at one point, thank God I had done the show already. I had no voice whatsoever. So um, there's some water, guys, if you want to have a drink. Also, see, I'm playing such a good hostess. <laughs> um, so uh, at Kosher Fest, I'm always looking for the next coolest product. And we have definitely seen beef jerky out there. It's been out for a couple of years. Your product's been out for a little bit. But this has came to my attention, and I've never had really an interview with, with 
guys who do this line of work. And I am so excited to have you guys here. So, um, guys, I'm just going to hold some of the products up. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having us. Okay, look at all these cool things. We're gonna, we're actually going to eat some of this stuff soon. Uh-oh. Okay, so let's talk. Um, I don't know who wants to go first, guys. Um, how did how did you get into this business? Um, well, my father is in the has been in the meat business for. I mean, his his grandfather was a butcher. He grew up with meat, and he came to Baltimore and 20 years ago. And he opened up his retail store, Wasserman and Lemberger, which came, you know, people everywhere. And, oh, you went to Baltimore, Wasserman and Lemberger, you got to stop, get some stuff there. So he has, he's making, you know, he's one of the final old-time European butchers. He's making 40, 50 different products in his own store. Wow. And um, growing up, you know, I grew up with meat. And, um, you know, I was always thinking, I'll take over the store. And then as I got a little older, I got something a little more exciting than that. And I always dreamed of opening a USDA facility, you know, doing a little more nationwide. What does that mean, USDA facility? Well, without USDA, you cannot um, ship over over state lines. You can't ship out. You can sell exclusively in your store. There you go. So Did that limits that. limits your business. Yeah. You oh, know. We would just want to get a broad picture. And it's something my father always wanted to, you know, he always customers, can you ship, can you send? And, um, you know, he's, you know, if he, if he tries, gets caught, there's a fine. So um, we decided, you know, that was always what I was thinking, but till my partner and brother-in-law came around, he actually um, took that and he actually set up the USDA. It's a lengthy process, and he actually put, I guess, our dreams into reality. That's fantastic. And really, you know, started up. I was training my father for a year while uh, Maisha was starting up the business and actually doing all the paperwork and, you know, putting a facility together. So that's how we started. It's fantastic. And, and you're, yeah. you're actually nationwide. Yes, we are. We chose beef jerky just because it's in the kosher markets. It was a very, I mean, people have tried. They haven't gotten very far. We decided we're going to, you know, we're going to take beef jerky. We're going to make it work. And I think it's becoming a new trend. All the little stores are making beef jerky. Yeah, and, it's uh, so, I mean, look, we're always just a little bit behind the, in the, co- in the food world. We're a little bit behind the non-kosher worlds, but... Because um, whenever you travel and you see always at the gas stations, you know, the meat, they quite often pack it with some cheese for beef jerky. Okay, we're never going to get to that. Baruch Hashem. The power of cheese. Power of cheese. Oh, yeah, not the same thing. It's like margarine, right? Okay, so, oh, my God, it smells so good. Okay, I'm opening up your beef jerky. I'm just going to, this is the teriyaki flavor. All right, so I'm just going to try some, and then we're going to continue. Baruch Hashem. Oh, my God. I've had it before, but I just love it. <laughs> I would literally throw this into some, like, coleslaw also. This is what we just changed our line. We used to put nitrates into our products. Right now, our product is a little um, stamp in the front. It says natural and kosher, no nitrates, gluten-free. Oh, natural and kosher, like my cheese company. <laughs> gluten-free and 100% grass-fed beef only. So it's a, we've changed our product um this beef is grass-fed beef? That is grass-fed Oh, my beef. God, I love you guys. That's amazing. Yes. Why Why the switch? Because <clears throat> um, grass-fed meat is more expensive. It could get It could get pricey. Uh, I'm going to pass these to ZK when you talk and I eat. <laughs> but um, beef jerk in general is a healthy snack. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to make sure that it's healthy all the way through the whole process from not only having high protein but to make sure that we're not consuming all those nitrates and um, all the chemicals. So we've, and then we've decided to make it gluten free for those people who. You are like hitting every, except for the vegetarian vegan slot. You've got it covered. There's probably no, oh, this may, the teriyaki may have sesame in it, right? A lot of kids. It has no, it does not have any sesame. So okay, I'm just going to read the back. It says gluten free, soy free. That is amazing because a lot of people are allergic to um, all this kind of stuff. And it looks really, I'm just going to read beef, corned beef seasoning, which is um, sugar, salt, garlic powder, gluten-free soy sauce, which is awesome, which is water, soybeans, and salt, pineapple juice, brown sugar, celery juice powder. And then asterisks, no nitrates except for those naturally occurring in sea salt and celery juice powder. Oh, my God, I love this. I'm like, fantastic. And they're all like that, all the different flavors? They're all, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Okay. So you are keeping up with the movement, man. Yes. The food movement. This is it. Well, we're, not try- we're, not, we're not trying to limit ourselves to the kosher market. No. It's not big enough. To, you know, right. It's, 
the broader market, the non-kosher world, the the the, the yeah. stamp of the kosher stamp is is only become you know by the non-kosher world is a big thing. It is, and it is. you know the trend with them, they're also making everything all natural and gluten free. Yeah. So for in order for us to keep up with that, that was also part of the you know, reason why we did that. So we have everything that they have, but we're also kosher. We have the quality, which none of them have. You can't compare a non-kosher to kosher. Right, right. And we're pretty. Pr- How does the t- have you had anyone who's not. Jewish taste and compare. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I don't know if that's an appropriate question, but be, I, I'm curious to know because I've had people Jose oh, uh, yeah. like Balchovas, and and they they've they've had you know bacon and that, when they've tried the kosher bacon like by Jack's Gourmet, they say um, bacon. They're you know Jack's Gourmet. Yeah. So so they're fake and they say it tastes very 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 similar to non-kosher bacon. Uh, to right. So how do they compare? What do they say? Our product definitely um, is not only comparable, it's actually better than most of the uh, non-kosher products out there, um, taste-wise. And our consistency we have with our product now, we've just um, put into a new production how we process the product. Um, if, you look, if you spill out a bag of beef jerky, you can see every piece of beef jerky is very um, the same, thin, nothing's all um, even. There's not some thicker pieces, some thinner pieces, all, and it's very easy to. Um, they're much tender, the tender than most brands out there. Usually, open you know, the non kosher. Yeah, you open up a bag and you have a, one thick piece, one thin piece. You okay. know, just yeah. you know, okay. a modge podge of all different sizes. Very consistent. Yeah, this, very, know, consistent. very consistent. Okay, I'm going to open up the original one. Um, I just want to show everyone. Look how attention to detail these guys are. Besides the. I'm just going to hold a piece up here. If you're watching on the Nachum Siegel Net channel, nachumsegel.com on Friday morning, or that you can watch on the archives on YouTube, I'm just holding up to the camera. See how thin and beautiful this piece is? looks fantastic. And everybody knows, and I travel a lot, and I even did a, my traveling meatballs recipe. This is a great snack. I was just in Phoenix, Arizona a few months ago um, with my husband. He had a lawyer's conference out there, and I said, oh, I'm coming too because, you know, you can't go somewhere without me. Um so I saw this on a shelf in a non-kosher supermarket chain, and I sent um, your wife, your sister, I don't yeah, know. His wife, my sister. Yeah. Um, a picture. I'm like, look, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, in the middle of nowhere, and um, I I saw their product on the shelf there, and I'm like really excited to see it. Um, so, but look, the attention to detail. They put one of these fresh packs in to make sure that it stays fresh. Do not. It says, do not eat. Okay. So do not eat it. I'm tossing it out now. Okay, um, but like even to think about putting something like that in. That is very important to have that in your package. Um, what that does is it's the same um, same technique as just taking a piece of meat and vacuum packing it. Um, it basically, uh, it's an oxygen absorber and it absorbs all the oxygen within the bag. So those bags have no oxygen in, inside them whatsoever. And that keeps it fresher. Right. It's like having a vacuum bag. Just without the squished up look. Right. I still have a nice bag. and Same technique. Okay. Now, these are hilariously fantastic. <laughs> I travel now. There's no way I go anywhere without these. You know, they used to serve food on airplanes. Remember, I did, <laughs> are you guys, yeah. Young enough, old enough to remember. They used to serve food yeah, way yeah. back when. <laughs> ten years ago, um, until about, yeah, it was about ten years ago, they stopped. No food. Unless you're going from Los Angeles to Sydney, which is a 14-hour stretch, or overseas. Done that before. Right? There's no food. I went all the way to Alaska, and there was no food. They gave you chips and a drink. So I had to bring food. Guess what I bought? I bought my Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for supporting us. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> no worries. So... So talk to me about these. What, what is a beef stick? Um, beef stick is, uh, is more like a salami type of a mixture, um, but it's kind of gone through the same process as beef jerky, which allows it to be shelf-stable. Um, that's it's basically, It basically has the same consistency as a salami, the same type of a flavors. We have different flavors. We have the original garlic. I'm opening that one now. Black, cracked black pepper, Italian, and a spicy. It smells amazing. It's like a dried salami. It's like a dried salami. I from Abel's and Hyman, they sponsor our show, and he's always giving me salamis. I always have them hanging in my house. <laughs> this is fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to, ZK, I'm going to give you half. There you go. Okay, it's like a cigar. Mm. Delicious. Oh, we're in heaven. 
Because you can last when we have flash chicks on the show. <laughs> mm. Where's the mustard? Where's the mustard? Oh! Ah, oh, Seth. Seth was here a few weeks ago. We should have gotten some more mustard. It's fantastic. And I love the fact it's protein on the go. Right. It's pr- right. right? It's protein on the we've go. We've actually um, we've decided to lower the pricing on this um, right now. What? The retail price. Nobody ever <laughs> drops their prices. We, we want people to be able to have these type of snacks available with them all the time. How much do they retail for? Um, they retail $1.99 for one and a half ounces. For the sticks. For the sticks. $1.99. $1.99. It's very comparable to the trade stuff out there. That is. So you don't have to feel like, really oh, does? we're getting ripped off with kosher food. No, you're not. We're well, kosher people know that, that we're, <laughs> we're, we're getting good, you know. We pay a little more, but we're happy to do right. it to have such a high-quality product. Right. But $1.99 is amazing. Yes, it is amazing. Um, and um, that's our goal is to make sure we have quality food out there for the kosher consumers. And uh, they price. don't feel like they're missing out on what the, because of the non-kosher products out there. Now, where can we buy your products? If you are, you know, in New York or Gourmet for sure has oh it. Oh, my God, definitely. Yay, my, my darling you friends know, at 95% of the kosher supermarkets except, you know, I guess Williamsburg, you know, those, you know, those uh, – those stores maybe, but um, the kosher markets, a lot of them, a lot, a lot of the kosher sections in the national supermarkets. Like when I was in Phoenix. And um, we also have it on Amazon. Amazon. There's actually also a uh, great new website. It's actually the neighbor of ours in Baltimore. Their warehouse is right down the block called craftedkosher.com. She's coming on the show. Who? Um, uh, I'm blanking out on her name. She's got Hannah. I don't um, know. I, don't, I know the owner. I don't know. We don't get Dove Page. I don't know. It's so Hannah called me last week. We met at Kosher Fest and we're going to have her on the show because Craft Kosher also similar to Kosher Valet, which does more fresh homemade um, goods. You, are we sure we got the same? Yeah. Craft Kosher. The crafted Kosher. Crafted Kosher. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, they have specialty items right, right. which they ship, right? So uh, Kosher Valet is like personal chef stuff, like freshly made stuff right. that you can – he picks up and delivers for you. It's a similar concept. But but Crafter Kosher, they have – I know they have this on their website. Yes. Yeah, so website. they're going to come on. I'm going to have her come on to talk about the different – or maybe maybe that boss is going to come on. We're going to talk about how you can get really specialty items. Yeah, that's some, they have some incredible stuff. I mean, I we have Mincha in the warehouse every day, and every day some – and I, I think, you know, after I finish, I look at, you know, we we'll see what's on the shelf, what's new. Oh, what's, what's over there? <laughs> Will you keep me posted? Because we love some pretty specialty. cool stuff. But no, we, we work well specialty. together. You know, we made our big sale with them, and there's been a lot of feedback, a lot, you know, people making nice orders. And you know, I was yeah, feedback from when you hear people who were chazim as you would say, and like you know, I haven't had beef truck in years. I miss it. I you know, this is what I grew up on, and you know, that's what a I lot of that hear. type of feedback we've had, and people just really love the product. Yeah, I've had a lot of you know over the years at the Kosher Fest. Some are better than others. You know, this is clearly the king of the uh, you know the, the beef the beef jerky because you've got it in your family. Like you know meat. You're not just some guy. Trying to. I think also the difference is that mo- most of these smaller companies that try to start off, they've had them done by other, outsourced by other meat plants. Uh-huh. We've actually started off our own meat plant okay. from the beginning. From the, and and we have um, tested and done so many different tests and different runs and and we're able to perfect the product so much that it's. We're, you know, we're always on site. It's not like we have to go drive to you know make sure they're doing everything right. Everything's done right by us. We make the spices. We, you know, everything's done in our facility. So we can the quality control and exact. Can you explain exactly what beef jerky is? I, I know what it is. I'm just realizing this. Like we're talking about this beautiful piece of meat. I mean, this is obviously looks like a hot dog, but it's a nice piece of meat. Beef jerky is. What is beef jerky? It's so like in in the American culture. I can't remember if it's in the Australian culture or not because I've been gone for 25 years. But <laughs> uh, They don't have it too much on the shelves over there. They have it in South Africa. It's called Biltong. Biltong. Yeah. Um, so what actually is beef jerky? Beef jerky is... Asking de- the hard questions. ...is dehydrated meat. Um, and the good thing about it is because it's dehydrated and it's a lot of the moisture of the meat, water activity is missing from the product, it now becomes shelf-stable. Shelf-stable and flavorful. And flavorful, yes. Obviously, when the water disappears, there's more flavor, which is left in in the product. Concentrated, like kind of like aged meats. Correct, correct. So it's dried, smoked, and um, it has all those. Uh, it's just a shelf stable, healthy snack. 
I love it. It just it's not meat's not usually something you see, you know, it's usually in the refrigerator and wherever you go and you gotta make sure you have a cool bag and you know, this right. really you know, just Throw it in your suitcase. In your pocketbook when the kids get you know, whining. <laughs> keep, keep Here, I have some beef jerky. In your office, your car and different, you know, wherever. It's great. People, yeah. The only thing is that like you cannot be we call it in our house flashic phobia. <laughs> I have a daughter who's got flashic phobia. Um she would never, ever think about eating meat in the middle of the day. I have to say most women, except me, have issues with eating meat in the middle of the day, and here we are in the morning eating meat. Um, but, you know, you have to just remember there's something called almond milk and slow milk <laughs> for your coffee. You're worried, oh, my God, I'm going to eat this little nush now. I have it easy. I only wait three hours. So. <laughs> uh, see, I grew up waiting three hours, yeah. but my husband waits five hours in a minute. So that was a really hard thing to get used to. Yeah, my to. wife was very excited. Oh, now I can only wait three hours. <laughs> <laughs> lucky, lucky you guys. Um, but, yeah. But I'm anyways, flashy, but waiting six hours in a minute. You're already, yeah, you're <laughs> happy, to, happy to be flashy. But there is, like, just remember if you... You know, do make yourself flashic from this delicious product. It's worth it. And you're worried about your afternoon coffee. Fear not. Because there isn't, you know, with almond milk and soy milk and all the others, you can, coconut milk even, you can do. So, yeah, it's great. It's really good. From the beginning of the concept, and I ask this all the time, and I asked this to Susie Fishbein when she had the idea how long did it take to make a book. But when did you have the concept of, of, the first idea till you saw this product. How long did it take? Um, it took us over a year. That's actually not bad. From when you're first sitting around the Shabbos afternoon table, wouldn't it be great if we <laughs> sold beef jerky and became USDA, right? You had that conversation and then to the to the supermarket shelves. Right. A year. It took about a year, yeah. That must have been so much work because... Um, it was a lot of work, but then it was a lot of waiting around, waiting back from the certification from the USDA then having to put a, a small facility, we started together with a 200 square foot, like a room we subleased from a, another guy, and we've started out there. Now we have a four and a half thousand square foot warehouse. Um, it's your own plant. You so own it. We we are renting the facility, the warehouse. We built up a whole facility over there, walk-in refrigerators, freezers, um, hot dog stuffers and stuffs the beef sticks into casings. Um, the whole all the equipment we have there on site. Oh, this is a real casing? No, the casings have been taken off before that was one the package. Of the, that's one of the problems with the, with, the, with the kosher. Is the, the, by the non-kosher, they all use edible casings. So they, right. don't, they don't have a problem with peeling You know in Australia it. we have edible casings? Not anymore. They shut the... Uh, they I have the sausages from Australia that are in my freezer in, in, in that, that company actually is... They're not, no longer doing kosher. So I don't... And right now... the Whoever's using here in America, it's being made here in America... And it's not being. It used to be bought from Australia. I know my father-in-law had it in his store. It had um, the hashgacha from Australia on the box, but not anymore. I'm going to have a conversation with my mother because my mother's coming. My niece is having a bat mitzvah in a cup in February. My mother's coming. My, whenever my parents come, they say, "What can we bring you from Australia?" And my brother and I just ask for Australian sausages because there's nothing like Australian sausages, and it, it comes in a casing. Right. So that was our biggest difficulty we've had is like once the we had to dry and then once the beef stick was cooked and they had to dry it and then the casing had to get them off. Uh, so that was a you know we've come up with a pretty good solution but it's it's very time consuming and uh, it's it's rough but there's just no other option just because you know we don't have that right we don't have this see we, ha- we we do our hishtadlus we make it work and oh, yeah, you're bringing absolutely. us high quality food and we're really excited I really try to bring on to the show and. A lot of stuff I, I see it comes across my desk, and I can't have everything on the show because not everything is great. I mean, you know, I like to think <laughs> I'd like to think everything could be, but if you're seeing it on table for two, it's because I love it and I really want to stand behind the product. And Appreciate and this that. is really this is really I something. I just want to mention the next product we were coming out with is is going to be turkey jerky. Turkey jerky, oh. I like that. It has a nice ring. It's, yeah, so the, the lighter. It's a lighter product, not as heavy. Um, it's healthier, um, and our goal in this product is to make a very health-conscious um, ingredients, very simple ingredients, nothing too uh, too many blends, very simple ingredients, and the goal is to bring down the sodium to 6% Ooh, of daily nice. value, which is 140. Okay, this is so <laughs> exciting. A, when you get that on, you let us know. Absolutely. Which will do some sort of giveaway or something. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. We'll do a giveaway. We're going to do a giveaway. Okay, great. 
Um, if you want to win a small, you what you we do a mixed case of beef jerky, a variety pack of beef jerky. Okay. If you want to win, you need to go. You're on Instagram, right? Instagram. You need Facebook. to like. You need to like them on Instagram. You need to like Naomi Nachman, and you need to like Nachman Siegel Network. Email me at Naomi Nachman. Naomi. I'm going to say it slowly. Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. If you want to win a uh, case of a sort of beef jerky, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our time is up. Thank you very much, Thanks boys, for, for joining us. us. Worth the drive. Oh, my God. Four <laughs> hours to come here for Table for Two. Yeah, four hours back. <laughs> Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman for the very last time of 2015. Thank you, Seth from Abels and Hyman. We have music right up to Lichbenching. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you.